Hello, you're listening to the Bonded Books Podcast, where we discuss books, fight over book boyfriends, and the lack of filter is a family trait. If you're lucky, you might even hear one of our dogs barking in the background. Because hey, if we have to deal with them, then so do you. We hope to dazzle you with our discussion while not being hurtful to the authors we feature. Success not guaranteed. So sit back, relax, and enjoy the show. We're ready to talk about another book. Yes. Okay. Do you want to intro this book? Sure. The book today is The Dragon King's Mate by Lola Glass. And it's book number one in the Burning Kingdom series. Correct. <laughs> I don't remember how we found this book, but this is a book either. we had picked a long time ago. And we put it on our list of books that we wanted to do for the podcast. So we're finally getting to it. We've had this on the list for probably six months at this point. You're right. And I do like dragon books. So I'm kind of drawn to them. I don't know about you, but I haven't read anything by this author before. I don't know her. I haven't read her either. I don't know her at all. Uh, the cover was cool, though. And yes. I do like dragons as well. So yeah, we picked it. Do you want to start with what is happening in this book? This book is mostly told from the female main character's point of view. Uh, her name is Serene, and her and her sisters are building a huge fire so that they can try to attract the attention of a dragon. They're hoping that the dragon will give them food. And so they make this big fire because... As we all know, dragons love fire. <laughs> so right. This was kind of smart on their part. They're basically making like a big bonfire, hoping that the dragon will appear. Yeah, and she states in the beginning that they are immortals. They can be stay immortal as long as they eat, but they haven't been able to eat for months. And she and her sisters are starving. Yes, sorry. I had a like coughing fit just now. I had to mute myself. Are you all right? <laughs> yeah, I'm having like really bad allergies today. So I'm like, I'm not yeah, sure what's wrong with me. Me too. In fact, I woke up at 2.30 this morning and, you know, it was all stuffy and sneezing. So I just freaking read for an hour and a half. I'm like, this is great. Now I can't go back to sleep. <laughs> so, so it is what it is. Did you go back to bed or have you been up since 2.30 in the morning? Well, I read for an hour and a half and I still couldn't go back to sleep. So I ended up listening to a relaxation tape. Mm, okay. And that, that helped me go back to sleep. Okay. Finally. Right. But oh boy. Yeah, good. I'm sure I'll be napping today. Yeah, we're having the weather here where yesterday and the day before Ugh. was in the 90s and hot and dry. And now it's in the 60s and overcast and kind of cold and my sinuses cannot handle it so i'm kind of a mess today in terms i'm sure i sound weird i have a little bit of a headache my sinuses yeah. are all jacked up yeah it's just that time of year there's no easing into weather change patterns here it's like you're gonna die because it's so freaking hot and then the next day it's cool like i was just outside going oh this would have been a really good garden day but forget that i'm busy <laughs> More important things to do, damn it. That's right. So anyway, back to this book. So we learned that they're immortal. We find out for whatever reason that they've all cut their hair off. It's up to their collarbone, except for her. She has silvery white hair that is down to her ass. Mm -hmm. And they're trying to get the attention of this dragon because they're starving. So they do get the attention of a dragon, a golden dragon. And... Mm. The dragon appears and it goes to land, but right as it goes to land, it shifts into the form of a man, which yeah. really is shocking for all of them because none of them knew that the dragons could shift into a man form. Yeah, they thought so, that they'd be able to get him to land and that they'd be able to seduce him and then they could all drink from him in the dragon form. So mm -hmm. when he lands and turns into this gigantic man, 
who's shoving these burned logs out of his way to get to them. They're like, okay, we can't run because our plan is to get him. I guess as soon as he stands in front of her, their eyes lock and his lips twist and he snarls, mine. <laughs> we always like we always like that and before she yeah we do it, she is in his arms and he's launching up into the sky yeah he snatches serene up takes off with her but they weren't able to eat any of them so she like yells at him like please you have to feed my sisters and so he ends up going into the lake or some sort of water and pulling out this gigantic fish type thing and dropping it on the land for them to eat so that they won't die and starve to death. Yeah, it's some kind of water monster. It's a massive sea serpent. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it sounded like a big eel. Yeah. I know, gross. Yeah. She was the only one that was not able to eat. So she actually ends up passing out from hunger and falling off the dragon <laughs> at the end of the chapter. Yeah, not good. So then chapter two starts with her waking up to what she describes as the most delicious dessert mm. running over her tongue. And she's eating, not eating, I guess, drinking something. Turns out she's drinking the dragon's blood. Mm -hmm. She tries to use her seduction magic on him to get him to take her back to where her sisters were, but it doesn't work on him. So she's stuck with him. After she eats a little bit, they continue flying until they get to a cave. When they get to the cave, he just makes her wash. And yeah, he's like, she's Ugh. like filthy and gross. It almost sounded like a hot tub to me, his little yeah water thing in his cave mm -hmm. and i so think he that's makes... the first time we hear this word that we hear multiple times throughout the book skies it's like a oh I yeah know, skies he was gorgeous so that's like their version of a curse word yeah but i don't understand why she uses it as a curse word because she's grown up with vampires and they don't go into the sky so doesn't really make sense for her to use it if he used it it would make sense but it's like a universal it's like the f word basically well everybody uses it yeah everybody uses it but she's only lived on this island thing with her sisters so how do they know i don't know it was just a little weird to me that she would use it also but i was whatever. being sarcastic when i said everybody uses it yeah, it, oh, yeah okay she and her sisters grow up in this place called the hollows which they're not able to leave and it's a dead desolate place to live there's a lot she's not used to so a lot of what she sees in his world is the first time she's ever seen certain things like this hot tub thing she's never seen running water before yeah and how insulting he just grabs a bar of soap basically chucks it at her and says wash well she's <laughs> disgusting she is disgusting <laughs> because she's apparently never had a bath in her life i don't know gross or just bathed in the lake, I guess. I guess. He ends up calling her a demon. And at this point, we actually find out that she's a vampire. So her telling him, I'm not a demon, I'm a vampire, is how we find out what she is. Which was kind of cool. I wasn't expecting that. And so she's a vampire. He's a dragon. Not the typical human with a dragon combo. Yeah, and this is the first time she grabs his arm to get him to stop walking away from her because she's not done talking to him. And her palm starts to tingle and then she feels a burning. And all of a sudden she looks down at her hand and it's gold. There's a gold sheen and it's shimmering. And she's like, what is that? He lowers his nose to her palm and sniffs it, then licked it. Mm-hmm. Because he likes that. Yeah, he doesn't know what it is either. This thing's happened to her palm. It's some sort of like connection between them now because the palm color is the same color as his scales when he's in the dragon form. He goes to leave the cave and leave her there, and he goes to fly off, but as he's leaving her, <laughs> this like shackle ball and chain attaches from 
from her leg to him. So she starts like yelling at him basically to stop. I don't know. He doesn't hear her or he doesn't care. He doesn't realize that she's connected to him now. So he flies off and she gets yanked out of the cave by her ankle. No, her, and flown her, her out over the cliff. Oh, it's is it her, her bicep? I thought it was her ankle. No, it's her arm. Oh, okay. Yeah. She's screaming. And she's being dragged up into the sky. Help me. And all of mm-hmm. a sudden, the cuff vanishes and she starts falling to the ground. Uh, yeah, I don't know if he got so far away that the connection severed or what. But yeah, so she she starts falling, but she doesn't like hit the ground, obviously. Yeah, he catches her and he says to her, what was that? And he's growling at her. And she goes, I don't know. There was a chain that appeared as soon as you walked away from me. This is new to both of them. And he instantly blames her and says, whatever you've done, it requires us to stay together. He blames her for everything in this thing. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I would have killed him in his sleep, but that's me. Because of her seduction magic and the demon, he still thinks she's kind of like a demon. So he doesn't believe her for anything. Right. And he he Mm -hmm. says to her, I'm trapped. You know, he says to her... You need clothes. It's disturbing how little respect you show for your physical form because I guess these vampires are used to running around naked or half naked and his kind aren't. They're used to having clothes on. So she's insulted by that. And he says to her, I wasn't drawn to your body. It was your soul that attracted me. And then he says to her, you're not going to drink my blood anymore. Because I think he thinks that that is why this chain appeared. Yeah, he really doesn't know what going on Mm -hmm. and so he doesn't really want that much to do with her he's like drawn to her but he's not sure why he does give her a dress to wear but of course he's a dragon with his possession so he's like don't rip it and don't mess it up yeah (laughs) she's like okay like yeah and they walk into this room in the cave that has shelves and this is where i guess he keeps uh, some of his hoard and the shelves are glass and she doesn't know what glass is and he's like don't you have that in the hollows and she's like we don't have anything and we learn a little more about how vampires ended up there and it's kind of sad where they were born into shifter packs but they were vampires and so the shifter packs caused called them demons and if a shifter had a baby that was a demon, I mean, a vampire, they would throw them in this, they'd be left in the hollows because they were thought to be demons. Yeah, I didn't really get that part that the vampires, or not that I didn't get it, it was just very different from anything I've heard before because these are wolf shifters. Well, I guess not necessarily wolf shifters, it just says shifter packs. Yeah. So the shifters are having babies and I I guess like they get red eyes, right? Yeah. And that's how they know that they're a vampire. So they take their babies and dump them in the hollow. So these aren't actually her sisters. These are just the other vampires she's grown up with and she considers them sisters. Right. So they go to his castle because right now they're in uh, one of his caves. So they go to his castle. He goes to speak with another dragon and we find out that his name is Caddick and he's the king. He does a lot of sulking and brooding. So he goes to the castle, barely talks to the other people and goes straight to his rooms with her. Eventually another dragon shows up and it's a female dragon this time. And he actually lets this female dragon into his rooms. This woman, her name is Mare. Yes. And they explain what's going on to her, even though they don't really understand what's happening. They're just kind of saying like, this is what's going on and we don't understand it either. Yeah. And he tells her, you're going to return the dress to me. <laughs> like, okay. Yeah. Yeah. It's like his treasure. Yeah. And the woman so, is nicer to her than, way nicer to her than he is. And she's a little, she feels a little hurt because she thinks Mira is his lover and they're like no dragons don't take mates because love is a weakness that only the wolves feel and that she's actually his twin sister 
And she's like, oh, vampires mm -hmm. don't take mates either. Yeah, they'll have sex on the island with other vampires because there's a bunch of vampires there, males and females, but they're just, they keep it casual. <laughs> yeah, and he tells her, this part's ironic, that all of the mated dragons perished in the War of Flames two centuries ago. And I guess it was the dragons fighting the wolves. I mean, I guess it kind of makes sense that he doesn't want to be like literally shackled to her. Of course. Because he doesn't really understand what's going on, but all he knows is that love and mates make you weak and led to the dragon's downfall. So he doesn't want any part of it. Yeah, so I don't understand because they also say in this chapter that only three adult dragons survived the final battle. How could there only be three? Because there's more than three now. So I don't know, a little weird stuff's going on. Um, and we find out that Serene and her sisters, they have no history books. So she she didn't even know how long she had been alive. She knew nothing about the war. They don't have anything on this island. I don't think it's this chapter, but later she talks about how she learned her letters because they would scratch in the sand on the island and teach her what the letters were. Oh. So when she goes to, she finally reads a book at some point in this book. Mm -hmm. And it takes her like three weeks to get through the book <laughs> because she's so bad at reading, but she knows how. It just takes her a long time. We applaud her effort. Everyone should read. I think that there were three adult dragons when this battle passed, but this battle was a very long time ago. Like these, it doesn't ever say Caddick's age, but he and his sister and the dragons, they're like centuries old. So this okay. battle was a very long time ago. So that's, I guess, why now they're adults. But when the battle ended, there was only three, if that makes any sense. No, but it, it doesn't matter in the higher, in the big picture of everything. Thing. They need to go to something called the Prison Island, or what I'm calling the Prison Island. Oh, it's the Prison Island. Yeah, so there's the Prison Island, then there's where the dragons live, and then there's the Hollows, which has to be another sort of island. I kind of wish this book had a map, because mm -hmm. there's a lot of different islands happening here. Yeah, I... I don't know. I didn't understand when I was reading this book why the prison island was different from the vampire island because the vampires are also prisoners, basically. Or they're just abandoned people there. I think they're just abandoned and they have to stay in the hollows because of whatever reason. Mm -hmm. I think at some yeah, point... Yeah, so maybe it's not an island? Yeah, I don't I think don't it is. I think it at some point they explain that each of these groups, their magic is tied to the area... I don't know, Rachel. I'm sorry. It's okay. <laughs> Mare ends up finding her some other clothes to wear. This is the chapter where we find out that Mare is his twin sister, like you said. Mm -hmm. um, she's got hardly any clothes on when they go to leave. And Mare's like, uh, we don't have shoes for you. She's like, it's fine. I've never worn shoes in my life. She's like a little bit like, oh, you know, you're going to get cold. And she's like, no, no, it's fine. And Caddick's, of course, like, no, we got to go. So they leave. They go to leave the castle when they're walking some male dragons appear and of course Caddick starts freaking out because they're too close to her or whatever reason this was kind of cool smoke starts leaving his skin mm -hmm. he's like um he's like gassing the people around <laughs> because they all start choking yes and they're like oh god like First of all, they've never seen smoke leave another dragon's body before. And then it smells fucking terrible. So they're all miserable. Except her. To her, it smells delicious. Except her. It smells like the best thing ever. It's like cotton candy at the fair. <laughs> and she, of course, fucking bites him again and is so horny and turned on. The other dragons have to, like, pull them apart. And they're all like, what the fuck was that? That was very weird. Mm -hmm. So they still don't really know what's going on, but it's a lot. And so they go on that flight but Caddick's such an asshole to her that he makes Serene fly with Mare his sister mm -hmm. so they finally arrive at the prison island and Caddick goes to kill some of the prisoners this island was kind of weird the island is full of monsters and the dragons are in charge of controlling the island and the monsters on it. But the monsters are immortal. So what the dragons do is the females can blow ice. So the females can freeze the monsters. The males blow fire so they can 
burn the monsters and because the monsters are immortal they will eventually regenerate and come back so it's this never-ending cycle of killing the monsters getting a little bit of a break going back rinse and repeat yeah i thought this was all very exhausting if this is what they're doing and they're keeping the monsters on this island and they're and they're also protecting other shifters I don't know how they got in charge of policing these monsters, but that's their job. Well, at some point in the book, it talks about the dragons have a bloodlust that they can fall into. Oh, right. I think maybe that makes them good prison wardens, essentially. So because they're always lusting for death and destruction and burn shit down and what have you and that they're just kind of like the protectors so they satisfy their bloodlust by fucking up all these prison monsters she is of course on this prison island with him so she's kind of fighting the monsters also or the monsters get close to her i'm not I can't remember exactly what happens, but she ends up drinking the blood from one of these monsters. Yeah, he... Of course, she says it tastes horrible. Well, the this particular group of monsters are hellhounds. Mm-hmm. She, as soon as she smells blood because of this fight, she goes for a vein in his neck and they're coated in flames. So she's going to get a little burned, but because she's been starving for so long... She doesn't care. She's going to do this anyway. He's trying to stop her because she's she is in a bloodlust. They can both slip into bloodlust. Of course, Caddick's like, you know, you have to stop sucking the blood of this hellhound because you're getting burned. Like, look at you. Your face is burnt. <laughs> your hands are burnt. Like, you're all fucked up now. But this motherfucker is not giving her any of his blood. And she's like, you don't understand what it's like to constantly be hungry. I've been starving for months and the fact that you fed me twice yeah. in the last four hours or whatever is not enough. Yeah. So right. I need to eat a lot. Right. It, but he does he is really not aware of that. He doesn't think to ask her, are you hungry? Do you need to feed? He wants her to tell, he tells her, you need to tell me if you're hungry because I don't think of it because we, we don't live like that. Well, they don't eat. Which I thought was weird. The dragons don't eat at all and they hardly sleep. But then she has an unquenchable thirst. Yeah. But then she doesn't sleep. So they have like opposite needs. Mm -hmm. So it kind of makes sense that he doesn't know anything about her hunger because he doesn't ever eat. So yeah. And so he decides like, he wouldn't know that he, he tells her he changes his mind. He says, well, then you're only going to drink my blood. She's like, so if I start getting lightheaded, you'll stop and feed me. And he nods and says, yes. And he sticks out his arm because he'll let her drink from his wrist. Yes. And he tastes delicious. They end up leaving the prison island. They return to the castle. In this book, it's funny because he's very gruff. Like, don't fuck up my dress. I don't want to feed you. Oh, but never mind. I'm going to be the only one to feed you. And then he also does a lot of the whole, like, I know you can walk, but I want to carry you sort of thing. Oh, yeah. He's constantly carrying her. They're constantly going between the prison and the castle. Yes. Lots of traveling between the castle and the prison island. Lots of carrying her around. Lots of feeding her. Mm -hmm. Lots of what I would refer to as heater action. And what, if, what I mean by that yeah, is... Yeah, what is heater action? So they don't have towels because they're oh. dragons and they're fireproof. Yeah, I thought this was funny. Yes. So when she goes to bathe, every time she bathes, he just makes his hands basically light on fire and he rubs his hand. No, he doesn't rub them because he doesn't actually touch her. Mm -hmm. He just holds them near her and dries her off and then he like does it in her hair to basically dry her hair out there's a lot of that in this book as well yes oh there's also a lot of him showing her how stuff works because she's never seen any of this shit before yeah she doesn't know what a bathroom is she doesn't know what running water is she doesn't know what any of it is yeah though. he agrees to keep her fed like you said but he says he's only going to do it until they can figure out how to sever whatever this bond is that's happening between them. Yeah, I couldn't understand why was he so hot to pick her up and take her. And then when he gets her, well, it's 
like a typical man. He wants nothing to do with her, but he won't take her back to his, the sisters because there is this bonding thing happening slowly between them. So it's all new to her. She Lots of descriptions of how she loves the beautiful dresses because the colors and they're very soft and all these things. So she definitely appreciates all the shit that she's getting. Of course, when you've had nothing, who wouldn't? At some point after they get cleaned up again, they go to see a dragon named Ophir. This is when we find out that vampires aren't the only ones who get bloodlust because Ophir mm -hmm. is suffering and has slipped into his bloodlust. And so he's chained up until I guess he calms down, but she's able to use her seduction magic on him to calm him down. For some reason it works on this guy, but it doesn't work on Caddick. Yeah, that, that was a little confusing, but I don't know, maybe because they're connected. I don't know. Okay. And then in the next chapter, we find out about the bloodlust. And Caddick says that no one knows the cause of our bloodlust. We lust for treasure and destruction to take, to burn, to kill. I think that's why they're such good prison wardens. Yeah. And this whole time she's thinking, she's constantly thinking about her sisters. And she's thinking, well, maybe the, sis the vampires could guard the prison and they could use the monsters as a because even though they're vampires they respect life they don't ever kill things they just drink some of their blood and leave them to regenerate so she's thinking this would be a great source of blood ongoing to feed the vampires and they could get out of the hollows. This seemed like a pretty great solution to me in chapter nine. I was like she's <laughs> on to something because this would definitely work. Yeah, and I thought, why doesn't anybody listen to her? It would work. Mm -hmm. But no. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, she even thinks that maybe there's so that maybe they could figure out how to cross the sea and get off of the hollows because the hollows has nothing. It's just a nothing. Mm -hmm. And eventually they're all going to die because there's nothing to feed off of. There's no food there. Yeah. Something's happening with the food source on the hollows, but she thinks this about going somewhere else because she also sees a map for the first fucking time of the, basically of the world. Mm -hmm. So she sees a map for the first time and she's like, is this where we live? And so I think it was Mayor that was with her and was like kind of pointing out some of these other places around. Right. Like, she had no she had no idea that the world was as big as it was and that there were options. Um, at some point they visit with another dragon named Zazo. He has mm -hmm. some information that he got from the Shifter Wolves. And surprise, uh, you two are fated mates. Yeah, and they're both horrified. They're like, what? <laughs> Zazo says that the wolves don't know anything about dragon mates. But for the wolf mating process, there's a four-step thing that they need to do to seal the bond. They also say yeah, that's, that the, that's a lot. Too. A lot. I mean, yeah, I thought it was just a bite. But no, there's four things that they have to go through. Yeah, a four-step process for the wolves might be the same for dragons, might not. And they also say that the bond can be reset, which yeah, I thought was kind of weird. You can't sever the bond, but you can reset it. Yeah, and there's a lot of ways to reset it, but betraying your mate is definitely one of them. They, they list a couple of things of what will sever the bond and none of them are acceptable to either, either one of them. So this is kind of a news dump for them. And he finally tells her, he finally is a little honest with Serene when he tells her that his bloodlust actually recedes every time she feeds on him. Now they're both benefiting. He's getting his bloodlust under control and she has food mm -hmm. in return. It's a win-win. That's what we yes. call a win-win. So they go back to the prison island to do the warden work again. Uh, while they are there, Serene gets the first glimpse of this huge dragon skeleton named oh. Vawarlin. Uh, she goes to try to use her seduction magic on it, but before she can see if it works, Zazo kills it just for now. Killed for now because asterisk yeah. it's going to come back to life even though it's a everything skeleton, so yeah everything apparently comes back to life 
So she gets really pissed off that they killed the monster. They have a little bit of a fight about it, but it's not horrible. But she does refuse to eat because she's so pissed off at him. Their fighting devolves constantly. Constantly, yes. And at this point, he goes to kiss her, which she's also never been kissed. Yeah, she right. She's basically a blank page with no experience. Yeah. Yes. And even so though he, the vampires have free sex on the, where they are in the hollows, she apparently is must be a virgin because she doesn't know what a kiss is. And he starts to dry hump her and she has an orgasm for the first time. Yes. I'm like, I, I don't know how experienced this girl is. She has no experience. She okay. has her very first orgasm and she literally asks him, what was that? So he tells her, and then she's like, oh, and then she's like, what do you want me to, like, try to do that for you in return? Yeah. Of course, he's like, no, because I don't know. He's fine with kissing her, and, oh, at this point, she bites his neck, which, of course, turns them both on. So he's fine with all that stuff, but he doesn't want to get his rocks off. He's still holding back. I don't get this relationship a lot of times i think that's part of the problem with only ever getting her pov which is why i like dual pov because mm-hmm. then i can understand what the fuck he was thinking Caddick is still being a distant asshole to me his actions don't really line up with his words because she thinks that it's mayor giving her all the clothes but then to me i'm like it's probably him giving you the fucking clothes but whatever he oh i thought it was near too okay yeah he's feeding her all the time every time she's bathing he's taking the time to dry her off he's always carrying her so his actions are kind of nice but then his words aren't nice so he's kind of a dichotomy so no wonder she can't fucking figure him out either yeah because i certainly couldn't yeah she decides at this point that she's going to take some of these dresses back to mirror because she feels like it's way too much and she doesn't want to feel obligated so she knocks on the door she hears this groaning and heavy breathing coming from Mir's room and she was just gonna walk in why people just walk into people's room I don't know but as soon as she hears that she slams the door and she decides maybe I can get back to the room without her noticing but Mir ends up opening the door and Serene is a little you know shocked and says I thought that dragons didn't have mates or have relationships and Mir spills her guts to her that she does want to have sex she wants to have love she doesn't agree with the philosophy that it makes them weak she wants to have a mate and a baby and serene agrees with that that she doesn't think love makes you weak either but this not isn't her home so she's not gonna say anything and she says just don't tell my brother because my brother will be pissed the king yeah that was pretty funny of course she doesn't know to knock because she's never seen a fucking bedroom before <laughs> well that's yeah, she, true yeah she totally like busts in on them i did like every time she talked to the sister because the sister is nice to her and they have good interactions mm-hmm. and you can kind of figure out there's kind of these two different parties of dragons the party that Caddick belongs to which is like death destruction no meat ever then there's mayor who's like biological clock must have babies yes <laughs> Yeah, and she decides while she's in the hallway that she's going to test this chain cuff thing again because she's thinking, well, if I made it down the hallway, maybe I can get away. And so she, she starts walking further down the hallway and all of a sudden the cuff appears again around her bicep and it starts to yank her backwards. And then she hears this shaking roar going through the castle and guess who that is it's the king he's woken up and he before she knows what's happening he's grabbed her i have to read this part okay because he goes all like crazy godzilla on her Uh uh-huh so when he meets up with her it says he captured my wrist lifting my palm and peering at the color a wave of satisfaction rolled over his face and the gold in his eyes seemed to grow more molten. You're mine, my vampire. He lifted my hand to his mouth, and my eyes went round as he licked the entirety of my palm. My (laughs) knees went a bit weak. Why was that sexy? I don't know why that was sexy, girl, but it was. (laughs) It was, yeah. 
And he can tell, he says, you fear me. She goes, well, you're a lot bigger than me and you breathe fire. Mm -hmm. She's not fireproof. Yeah. And he just grabs her. So she is afraid of pissing him off. And he just grabs her and takes her back to his bedroom. So at this point, they start having even more fights. They start fighting over her not being his possession. She wants to be his equal. And he's not really having it. She says we could either be equals or enemies. Yeah, why won't he see her as an equal? Especially after being told. I don't know. Oh, okay. That's the only thing I could really think. He didn't want a mate. So the fact that he's stuck with her, he doesn't like. Then why did he pick her up if he didn't want a mate? What the hell did he think he was going to do with her? No idea. Okay. (laughs) All right. Throw her in the treasure cave. Oh. I don't know. <laughs> Add her to the horde pile. Yeah. yeah. I, don't, I don't know either. Uh, it backfired. I don't know. But so they're fighting about being equals or enemies. So now they're kind of keeping their distance from each other. And so now she starts spending a lot of time in the castle library because mm-hmm. she's got nothing else to fucking do. She can't go anywhere. They fight a bunch. Like I said, they're she always does, fighting. Yeah. They're always fighting. She hate bites him and that actually cools her off. And it kind of cools him off a little bit. Now he starts calling her Siren. Oh, yeah. She she fucking hates that nickname. I don't know why she hates it, but okay. Yeah, I'd be fine with it. Some man could call me Siren all. (laughs) (laughs) I wouldn't have a problem with it. And she's constantly, Mm. to me in the book, she's constantly saying, I'm hungry. I get sick of it, but okay. There is a lot of her being hungry and feeding from him. Um, At one point when she's alone in the castle, she runs into a male dragon named Neon. I'm probably saying that wrong. This is the dragon that was in that room with Mare. Yeah. Um, He tells Serene that he wants to free the monsters from the prison island because... That way the vampires could have endless food and the dragons won't be slaves to their warden duties. So he yeah, also is kind crazy. of crazy. I mean, he's crazy, but also like, I guess she has kind of the same thoughts as him that the vampires could deal with the prison island monsters. But his solution is to let them out in the world. Whereas for her, I think she's thinking her solution would be move the vampires to the prison island. Yeah, so there's an undercurrent of unrest going on in the kingdom where there's two ways ways of thought. And one is the kings that they patrol. This is their job. This is what they're going to do. They can't release the monsters because then the monsters will... Um, cross into other territories where other shifters are and they have no defense. They don't have the same defense as the dragons have with the fire. No one's big thing is opposite of that where I think we should let them all run free. We were born to hunt. We're born to attack. We need to be free and the vampires can help with this. And he does have a little bit of a good point. It's not really fair to the dragons that they have to do everything And the wolf shifters can just live their lives and do whatever the fuck they want. Yeah, I have to agree with that. They do nothing to help. And they're the ones that are going to be in danger if these monsters get loose. All right. So a few weeks pass. She's still spending most of her time in the library reading. But of course, Caddick is also spending a lot of time in the library as well. So Mm -hmm. they're spending a lot of time near each other, but they're not talking. She finally finishes that book and they decide to return to the prison island. She wants to see the monsters again because now that she's finally read a book about them and has her own opinions, she wants to revisit Mm -hmm. what's going on there. And she's Uh, fighting a timeline. She has, she knows she has probably three months before her sisters are going to need to feed again or die. She wants to feed out if the monster if them feeding off the monsters is a viable option so yeah she wants to go back to the prison island and find out Uh, their bond has also grown so now they can speak telepathically to one another yeah they mind speak yeah mind speak i don't remember if that's just because they spent a lot of time together or what but at some point they get this new ability when they go to the prison island she is able to try out her seduction magic on the monsters and she is able to control them a little bit Mm -hmm. there's a few days of them doing their warden duties at some point they have a fight with a wraith 
and she like tests out this other theory that she could actually kill them for good be instead of just killing them once and having them constantly regenerate. Uh, something about like, if it was alive before, it has a soul. So if I could separate the soul from the body, I could kill it even though it's immortal. She hasn't really done it at this point, but like I said, it's just a theory that she has to try to make dealing with the island easier. Caddick is still reluctant to tell the other dragons about the bond that he has with her. And about this is how the other thing. I, I'm sorry, but I really <laughs> thought this was stupid and could not understand why he is so stubborn about not wanting to tell the other dragons that it could cure their bloodlust. And he uses to me the excuse that, well, if they find out they're going to inundate where the hollows and they're going to kidnap all of the vampires. And a lot of these the dragons, they either like her and are okay with her being a vampire or they hate her and they are also calling her a demon. So there's a lot of him defending her to these other dragons. His whole excuse of, I don't want to tell them about the bond and how it cures the bloodlust is because he's trying to do the nice thing, I guess, for the vampires because he says the dragons will slaughter the vampires if the yeah. effect isn't permanent. And she's like, we're already fucking dying. Like, yeah, we're already starving to death. This would be a kinder death than spending, you know, three plus months starving to death. But adults they can make a decision and he's he won't let them do that he's not having it they do come to a tentative agreement that at the end of three weeks he will tell the other dragons it's like okay so they're still trying to see what's happening with their bond before they spread the news to everybody i guess yeah i guess they are the experimental couple she's sitting in his bathtub spa sort of thing that he has she's thinking good thoughts about him though is she masturbating or she's doing something that's like she's having good thoughts about him i don't know what it is but something about her doing that makes the second stage of their bond happen and now mm -hmm. their hearts are beating at the same rate yeah and he freaks out and goes what did you do and she's like i don't know my heart sp sped up and then stopped for a minute and he said the same thing happened to me and then I guess they feel each other's heartbeat and they're like, oh, our heartbeats are synchronized now. That's also a first I've never heard of. He asks her, well, what were you thinking about? Because she says, I was just thinking about stuff. Mm -hmm. And she just, she says something like glowing moss because she won't tell yeah. him I was thinking about you and how hot you are. <laughs> right. Yeah. Like, he okay. ends up braiding her hair, combing her hair out and braiding her hair for her. She said, oh, I didn't know you could do that. And he said, well, I used to do it for my sister. And then they start to have a discussion of what happened to your parents. Of course, they died in the war because in these books, nobody's parents are alive. They're all dead for some reason. And she realizes he's had a lot of responsibility to deal with. Yeah, he basically didn't have a childhood because he was a child when the war happened. It says that the first part of the bond connected our minds. The second one connected our heartbeats. And now they think the last, not the last one, but the third step would be connecting our bodies. Mm. I guess that's how their bond is working. They do a little bit of sexy time stuff. They don't ever have sex in this scene, but they do a little bit of sexy time sort of things. And he ends up drinking from her and she drinks from him. So I think that was the first time he ever drank from her. Yeah. And she tells him, I don't want to have sex with you because I, I can't risk having a baby. He said, oh, dragons are only fertile when we choose to be. And she's like, well, I'm not going to let you be in charge of that. I don't blame her. That sounds like a bullshit story anyway. Yeah, that I, was kind of weird. They can control their fertility, he says. Yeah, and I don't understand. There's a lot of looks like they're going to have sex. They're getting closer and closer and it doesn't happen. It's a lot of just do it and get it over with for God's sake. Why do you think you're so angry? Because you want to sleep together and you're not <laughs> just do it. Get it out of your system. Yeah. I was thinking the same thing. Like what the hell? Well, great minds. All right. Yeah. Explains a lot, but they can't have sex because they got to go back to that fucking Island. 
again my god again because there's a monster uprising now on the island and the monsters are regenerating faster than usual for some reason Mm -hmm. Uh, her and Caddick split up at some point she goes to save some of the shifter kids on the island or not on the island but near the island because i guess some of the monsters escaped in their territory wherever their territory is Mm-hmm. So she gathers up these shifter kids, but as she does that, a wraith finds her. She's able to draw it away, and she does end up killing it. Well, with his help. Yes, they work together, and she separates the wraith's soul from its body, and then Cadet kills it or something like that. Mm-hmm. And then my note from the book, I don't know how I missed this when I was doing fucking 22 chapters of notes before this point. <laughs> but at, at some point in the book, Caddick developed a hybrid form that yeah. no nobody's ever had before. Yes. And it's, it's got to be something to do with the bond that he has with her. So he is able to stay in his man form, but have wings, dragon mm-hmm. wings. Gold dragon wings. Mm-hmm. So he's he's got the dragon form, man with wings. I kind of liked in this book that she never really refers to him as a man. She always just calls him dragon, even though he's got the man form. Like it's as if the dragon form is his natural form and his mm. man form is just like the derivative. Mm. I'd never thought of it that way, but okay. But yeah, his, well, the other dragons are freaked out because they're like, wait a minute, you shouldn't be able to do that. Yeah, they're like, <laughs> uh, what the fuck? <laughs> yeah. What's happening? He says, you, yeah, Oender says, you haven't been the same since you shacked up with that sky's damned vampire. Yeah, they don't really like it. I was was trying to read my notes and I had a typo. So I was really fucking confused what I was trying to say in my notes. Okay. They discovered the truth about the dragon and vampire bond. But in my note, I had it as the trust. And I'm like, the trust about the, like, what? They discovered the truth about the dragon and vampire bond. I don't know if this was really surprising to anybody at this point. But the shifters are evil masterminds and knew all along that the dragons and vampires were mates. And so in the dragon shifter war, you know, they always say history is written by the winners. So the shifters like rewrote the history of the dragons and the vampires and like erased the truth that they're supposed to be together because they want these fucking dragons to be their prison wardens. And because they won the war, they never told the dragons that they were supposed to be bonded with the vampires. So turns out the real bad guys in this story are the fucking shifters. Once again, because that was their enemy that they fought right? Yes. Yes. Okay. But fucking Caddick still doesn't want to tell the dragons yeah. the truth. My God. Yeah. He Doesn't he say it's only because they're fated mates? They, yeah, they don't know the truth. The other dragons don't know. He's still not telling them. Yes. He still okay. won't tell them like, Hey, your mates are vampires. Let's go find the vampire so that everyone can have a mate. No, he's still like, let's keep this to ourselves. And he still doesn't treat her as an equal. Yeah, I I didn't like their interaction at this part. It's like, oh my God, you guys are dragging this out so much, but okay. Yes, because they end up fighting again. They do come to an understanding and kind of an agreement that he will gather up her sisters and I guess the, the vampires or some of the vampires, bring them to his castle kingdom area. So that way when he breaks the news to them, it's not a bunch of dragons abandoning the area to go kidnap the vampires. That's why he can kind of control it a little bit better. Better. Mm-hmm. They head back to the prison tower, don't they? Yes. Because he's going to tell certain people that are there, including his sister. And as they're getting closer and closer to the watchtower, they can tell something is horribly wrong. And it was. <laughs> yeah. He was going to tell some of the dragons so that those dragons could go get the vampires. But when he goes to do that, they find that Mare, Ophir, Zazo, and I think some other people are chained up and like chained up in a way that the chains have spikes in them. And so they're severely injured. 
and chained up and locked to the wall. Yeah, and they can't struggle because if they struggle, these spikes are going to go into them and cause more pain. And so Serene has to find the key and release them. And I think Caddick is fighting some of the monsters that are too close to the watchtower as she does that. And we find out that it was Mayor's lover that we mentioned before, a Neon, that was the one that did that. Yeah, and she's devastated. How could he do that to her? It's horrible. Yeah, she's really upset. Obviously, like, she was in yeah. love with that guy. She was on his side, and he really fucked them all over. Yeah, and they're bleeding everywhere because they're yes. in these chains with spikes. Ugh. So they recover on the prison island for a little while, but then they're also fighting the monsters a little bit. Things are still tense between them. I have a note that says I wanted to read a quote about the mountain. Let me see. Oh, <laughs> so they're fighting and they're being a little like they're still not super happy with each other. It's still tense, but they do some mm -hmm. fighting stuff. They go to go back to the castle. This is what I meant by the quote. And he's, of course, carrying her while they fly. They're kind of teasing each other. Can I bite you while you fly? She's biting him while they're flying. And so this is part of them teasing one another. It says, A massive, jagged gray stone clanged against his wing before bouncing off and falling to what was probably <laughs> a long, long way below us. I blinked at him, blood trailing down my chin. Did you just run into a mountain? <laughs> yeah, no, that was... The mountain put itself in my path. Mm-hmm. I was like, oh, okay, okay. You lost that bet, buddy. Yeah, because he's not going to admit to her that I was so distracted by you. And that and that's the little thing they're playing back and forth while they're flying back. Yeah, it was kind of cute. So they finally get back to the castle. But when they return, Neon is sitting on Caddick's throne. He is trying to rally support because he, like we said, wants to free the prison island monsters. Serene is, I'm not really sure why she did this, but she doesn't want them to, him to release the monsters. There's another way around it. Because if they release the monsters, all the other shifters, including, you know, her sisters that are in the hollows, are going to be slaughtered. And I guess because Caddick wasn't saying anything. So they had this, like, agreement that they would wait three weeks to tell the other people. But now she's kind of pushed to the point where she feels like she needs to tell everybody the truth. She's the one that breaks the truth to everybody about the vampire dragon mate bond thing. Mm-hmm. But because she did this against Caddick's wishes, this is something that severs their bond. Yeah. It was a betrayal. Yeah, so they get thrown in the dungeon, right? Yes. The chapter ends with Neon still being in control and him saying, like, lock him up in the in the dungeon. Okay, the next chapter is, like, short and it's kind of like an epilogue. This is the only chapter we get in Caddick's point of view. This True, is another huh? reason I felt... Yeah, this is another reason why I felt like this was an epilogue, even mm -hmm. though it's not called the epilogue. Caddick is in his cell. Uh, Serene is in her cell. They're separated. He's slipping further and further into his dragon bloodlust form. He thinks about how Serene means absolutely nothing to him. And that's basically how the book ends. Yeah, the gold is gone off her palms. And he's just overwhelmed with the bloodlust. And she's all Caddick and he's all demon. I felt nothing, nothing but darkness and hatred, the need to end life. She was nothing to me. And that's the, how the book ended. Yes. So the book ends basically with a cliffhanger. So this is book one in a trilogy. So you need to read all three books to figure out what the hell happens with them, I guess. So what, tell me what you thought of this book. Um, I actually liked this book, even though there's absolutely like no sex. There was a lot of biting back and forth there's the dry humping I think he goes down on her at some point so there are, is a little bit of sexy time stuff even though there's no actual sex they fought all the effing time but mm -hmm. and the only reason I could tolerate them fighting was because she fought back 
to him. Like she wasn't constantly accepting immediately mm -hmm. what he was saying. Yes. A lot of the like, I'm not your enemy. I'm not below you. I'm your equal. So she did a good job of standing up for herself. I thought it was really fast paced. There were some things that were kind of annoying, like the constant trips to the prison island was kind of over that at some point. Yeah. Like how many times are we going to do this? A lot of times. <laughs> That's right. I thought it was good. I mean, I've never read this author before. So, I mean, I guess I'd give it like three and a half or four panties, uh, sort of wet, I guess, because I kind of liked the biting thing that they did. Mm -hmm. But I don't know. I really like standalones, though. So, yeah, I the do fact too. that, it, yeah, there was a lot of stuff that I'm like, we could have moved it along faster if we didn't have the constant references to feeding, the constant references to her bathing or him drying her off. Or she does a lot of talking about the clothes that she likes or the stuff that she's wearing. Like, or her that sisters. kind of stuff was a little tedious. Yeah. I don't understand these authors that, like I've said before, need to make it a trilogy when it's really not. It doesn't need to be. It could have been edited and more interesting to me yeah so what did you think of it was it just I really did, slow read for you or I, what i did not like this book this book okay. was I, I could not finish this book fast enough i'm sorry to this author but it was repetitive it needed if i were this editor i would, probably would have cut this book in half i think it would have been a lot more interesting I could not stand their constant fighting and never getting together. I was really sick of everybody saying sky's this and sky's that. I'm like, okay, I guess everybody needs to make some cute little quote in their book. But it, you know, this book just did not do it for me. I definitely will not read the next book. And I probably would rate this only maybe one and a half to two panties. I, and they're not wet. I, I did like the fact that she stood up to him. I was really intrigued when I started the book that it was between a vampire and a dragon because that was very different. And I guess I kind of held out more hope for it to be better than it turned out to for me. I just couldn't do every monster in the world came it, at the very end. It was even an abominable, like an abominable snowman that attacked them. <laughs> I'm like, dear God. I didn't have that problem in this book, but I have had that problem in books before where you're saying the skies thing. So then every time you read it, you're like, fuck again. Yeah. Like, Ugh, I'm just sick of seeing, like you just get sick of seeing that word. Go he ahead. even, at one point he cusses and he says asses, I think. And oh. she asks him like, what does that mean? And he's like, yeah. oh, it's like a curse word. Like he has to explain to her what that yeah. curse word means. Like, but she knows what skies means, even though she can't fucking fly, but okay. Yeah, this know. wasn't, I don't know. I was not thrilled with this book. Okay. Well, yeah, I mean, I kind of liked it, but I, I get what you're saying. It was very long. It was over 300 pages long. If it was a little bit shorter and we got more of his POV, I would have liked it a lot more. Yeah. But. And in between this book, I read a bunch of, again, T.S. Joyce. So it was like, I would tell myself, well, you have to read because we have to finish the book for the podcast. It's like, okay, you have to read three chapters in this book. And then you can reward yourself by reading the T.S. Joyce book. I'm like, okay. <laughs> and so, you know, that's what I did to get through the book. Okay, well, whatever works sometimes. You just gotta do would what you, you gotta do. Would you read the next book? Yeah, I mean, I didn't, I didn't hate this book. I thought it was, I thought it was good enough, so. Okay. I'm not really reading right now, though, actually. Like, I have been doing a lot of embroidery and I've been like listening to audiobooks. I finished that scandal in spring. Which one was that? By that was the one by Lisa Klapis with the wallflowers. The it was the mm -hmm. Daisies book, the last book. Oh the, yeah, that was good. Yeah, that was good. And so then I went on the Hoopla app and I looked up the narrator because I like that narrator and I'm listening to a book that she narrated that is not a Lisa Klapis book. So Oh, what's it called? I like her too. So this book I actually see all the time on Instagram. And the fact that it was on Hoopla for the audiobook, I was like, oh, cool. I'll finally check it out. Mm -hmm. The book is called Between Ink and Shadows by Melissa Wright. So I, I'm only like two chapters into it. It's like a fantasy. I've I don't know if it's young adult. I don't know. I've thrown blown through so many of the Lisa 
Kleypas books that I there aren't any more for me to listen to. Oh the shit! Yeah, the last Sad. one I listened to, I I didn't really like it. I was like, oh my god, this is uh, it's about a uh, a cop in England. Oh, of course, it's Victorian time. There's a woman that she gets amnesia. He knows her. She gets amnesia. He has had some kind of a falling out with her. So he takes her into his house and it's like, well, I'm going to get even with her while he's trying to solve who tried to attack her. He's like, well, I'm going to get even with her for smearing my name around town. And I'm like, well, I don't like this. That's should a cop be doing that? No, some psychopath maybe, but not a cop. Well, not all cops are good. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, even back then, even in the good old days. Yeah. I am not anti-law enforcement at all i'm actually pro oh, me law either. enforcement, but i am just yeah. saying yeah not all cops are good and it sounds like an enemies to lovers Do they end up getting together at the end or no well i'm not saying it's got a twist in it that's for sure i don't even know what it's called <laughs> I'll, I'll tell you later i don't i don't know i'll have to find it okay yeah list. sorry yeah right now uh, i'm reading the borlander beast boar okay book number four in the borlander books the series by t.s joyce have a book that i need to read it's like an anthology that i got an arc for that i have to read this weekend because it's i think it's coming out on halloween it's just called booktober 2022 booktober? oh like, you better books. hurry up <laughs> Well, it's just an anthology, so it's got short stories in it, but it's a, a paranormal romance charity anthology. So one of the authors in it, actually, I, I like a lot of the authors actually in this anthology. Surprisingly, oh, cool. doesn't doesn't usually work, but so all the proceeds will be donated in support of the National Domestic Violence Hotline. So oh, that's I, good. One of, yeah, it's October is Domestic Violence Awareness Month, so that's oh. why it's coming out in October. So one of the authors reads out to me and asked if I wanted an arc of the anthology and of course I said yes because I'm like I like a lot of your guys's stuff actually mm -hmm. oh that's great so I have to read some of the stories out of that this weekend so I can do my reviews and everything oh, okay I found the name of the one that I didn't like it was called someone to watch over me by Lisa Kleypas okay and compared to the other alone? ones um yeah compared to the okay. other ones I freaking love her books and she's a pretty witty writer so i enjoy that you know what was cool when i was listening to the book four in that series which is daisy's book one of the other wallflowers has a baby and the baby <laughs> is a girl and her name is garrett mm -hmm. and because they name her after the doctor that delivered her and i was like oh shit i know her book because lisa Kleypas did like second generation for the wallflowers Mm-hmm. But I listened to them out of order. So I was like, oh my God, I know Garrett. Like, oh. how fun was that? <laughs> to like, I, I never put two and two together either. Like who her parents were. That was kind of fun. Yeah, there's a lot of that through her books. And, the, and that's why I like her. I'm like, oh yeah, I know who this is. There's another yes. one. The one that I told you where she, it's the Scottish guy that is doing the whiskey yeah, she's the woman says to him, Oh, God, did I say that out loud? I thought I think I thought it in my head. That is also second generation wallflowers. Yeah, I like that. Because if you really like the characters and how the author writes, then of course, you want to see the next generation. Like, have you seen a lot on Ruby Dixon's Facebook page lately or Facebook group a lot of talk about the second generation of the Sakuis and humans yeah. oh my god have you seen that artwork that artwork was beautiful I'm like, <laughs> yeah I saw all this time I thought I wouldn't sleep with a one of those I wouldn't be attracted but this Callie Davis came out with the next generation Sakui artwork and I'm like oh my god I would definitely sleep with him <laughs> That's funny. <laughs> He's very well, handsome. She also did one where it's a woman that's yes. the, the yep. hybrid. I love reading the comments though, because one of the comments is like pretty, but is too human looking. And I'm like, it says second generation. So it's supposed to be like yes. half 
human. I, I'm assuming that the person who left that comment didn't realize because it was like a very small caption of second generation. Mm -hmm. But I'm like, really, you're going to say looks too human. It's supposed to be part human, but okay. <laughs> yeah. And I have to tell you, Finley Fenn is pushing me over the edge, waiting for this governess book to drop. I'm just chewing on my fingernails off. And then today she posted something on her group. It's a quote from The Maid and the Orcs. I think I told you about the book. It's about the two guys that are guarding the head of the orcs and a woman. So it's a three-way. Okay, yeah. And I read the quote and I was like, my comment was, oh my God, my heart started beating a little faster as I read that. <laughs> Just the quote. I was like, oh my God, that book was crazy. Yeah, hot. Hot. Yeah, understatement. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So her and Rebecca Zanotti have another book coming out. And every day Rebecca Zanotti posts X number of days, X number of days. And every time I see the post, it's the book cover. And I'm like, oh my God, did it drop? Every day mm. I fall for it. Oh my God, did it drop? And then I'm like, oh no, four more days. So I can't wait for that either. I'll yeah, be busy. That's exciting. Right. Yes. Okay, well, we should probably go. We've been talking for almost an hour and a half. So did we say what the next book's going to be? No. And we didn't say actually in the last podcast we recorded what the next book was. <laughs> oh, well. <laughs> I, whoops. I, I realized after we recorded, I think even after I was done editing, that we never said what the next book is. So the next book is Shadow Beast Shifters Rejected by Jamin Eve. Yeah. So this is book one. That's so, what, yep. That'll be it. All right. All right, honey. You have a great day. All right, you too. All right. Bye. Bye. Thank you for listening to the Bonded Books podcast. You can rate and review us on Spotify and Apple Podcast. Our email is bondedbookspodcast at gmail.com. And check the show notes for a link to all of our social media. Mm -hmm.